This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. being very small there there we go that's how i made myself bigger if only i could have done that when i was married i might still be how the devil are you all welcome along good evening good day good morning good afternoon good night goodbye hello welcome along to the prediction show and yes uh, the prediction show oh my god i need a holiday um welcome along to the preview show the prediction shows tomorrow night i'm ahead of myself 
Uh, and again, if only I could have done that when I was married. Um, welcome to the preview show. We've got Stoke City this weekend, the tale of two cities. We're welcoming them to the King Power. And we will be welcoming Elliot from uh, the Bear Pit um, website and uh, podcast site uh, in a second as well. He's a big Stoke fan. Uh, and I suppose the joke goes that somebody has to be. But uh, the problem is, you could have said that about last, Leicester last season, couldn't you? And if you were tuning in expecting to see Brad, well, he is off on a family um, get-together that he only found out about yesterday. So he's flown off down to, uh, to, to Plymouth. So if he is watching... Uh, enjoy uh, the Southwest and uh, Brad have a Gingsters pasty for me. He hates them. He absolutely hates Gingsters. Can't wait till we get a Plymouth fan on. Uh, but anyway, how are you doing? This is LTIDT from Leicester Till I Die. Uh, thank you for joining us. And any comments or any questions for Elliot, the uh, Stoke City fan, get them in the comments, keep them respectful, and we'll try and get through as many as we can. Uh, if you are listening to this on your favourite podcast platform, whichever that may be, thank you so very, very much indeed. And don't forget, if you are listening on podcast... The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Yes, indeed. So tonight it is the preview show. And if I can get all my little buttons working correctly, again, if I could <laughs> if I could have arranged that when I was married, I might still be as well. Um, Craig usually joins us, who is the wise old man. Unfortunately, he is not available, but it is the only intro video I have handy. So this one's for you, Dave. Here is wise man from ancient times. Yes. I don't know uh, why he's old man, certainly older. I don't know if you're any wiser or not. Dave, hello, sir. Welcome along. Thank you. So let me just put this clear. So I wasn't second choice. I was actually the third choice. No, 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 no. Let you get so, this right. Um, well, I was second okay. choice, kind of. What happened, to that, um, like that. what happened to the feminine side of it all? <laughs> Could, couldn't she make it either? Right. <laughs> or they would have been fourth choice. No, I jest. No, exactly. I guess. That's okay, uh, mate. Fine. <laughs> hey, look, hey, it's my channel, and I've got to come in as a stand-in. How, how bad is Good that? Point. Good but, point. Uh, uh, you're older, but are you wiser? That is the question. Very wiser. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good season so far. I know the Stoke fans are not going to be uh, as as happy as we are, but uh, it is a good season so far for us. In, in, yeah. Silly question. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I, I am. But I mean, well, there's a but. There's a but. There is a bit of a but. But then we've got to live with it because we're doing so well. I don't. Me, you're not called Boris on uh, Facebook by any chance, are no, you? No, no, I'm not quite. Over keen on the style of football that everybody everybody's playing now, not just us, everybody. You see, you want to go? You, it was different in my day. We used to play four four two, you know, and uh, used to get ball up to Vardy quickly on counter and bang it in <laughs> and bang it in that net. <laughs> there was Boris nah, I mean... who was on the watch along last night, All and right. he actually complained. He said, "This is some of the most boring football I've ever watched," mm. and I'm like seriously but 
look, everybody's entitled to an opinion. And we're going right. to get a, an opposition opinion, Susan, now, because we're going to bring him in. He's been waiting patiently in the green room, um, but without any of the, the, the trappings. Uh, first of all, I want to say hello to Highfields. Welcome along, Highfields. How are you doing? Uh, let's bring Elliot in and say, good evening, Elliot. How the devil are you? Yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm not too confident, but um, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, well, you know, everything's going to go wrong somehow. Look at Hull. We weren't expecting that one, and they beat us. Yeah, well, I mean, we couldn't beat them, so, you know, it's been <laughs> right. about. But look, welcome along. Um, give a shout out to your to your podcast and, and sites. Yeah, so it's the uh, the Bear Pit uh, TV. Uh, it's a Stoke City fan channel. We've been running for a couple of years since like, we were in the Premier League and everything, and now doing the same thing again in the Championship. So it's uh, the Bear Pit TV on Twitter, uh, the initials of that on Instagram. So it's TBP TV on Instagram. And then just everywhere else is the Barefoot TV on your Spotify, your Facebooks, etc. Well, there is a link in the uh, description below on YouTube. So uh, if you want to go and have a bit of uh, pre-match and even post-match banter if we win, <laughs> the link is there. Sorry, Elliot. If you want me to take it down if we lose, I'm, I'm quite happy to. Um, a contradiction. We were just talking before we came live. And um, you, I think, are feeling the way that we were feeling last year. I mean, everybody's sort of saying like, oh, you know, you're Leicester and you're, you're the, you know, the well, when I say PSG, I don't want to be PSG after last night, but you're the Man City of the Championship. But look, we, we have had a horrendous 18 months, especially last season. And, you know, there's, I think it proved that same way to say that, you know, you're too good to go down. Bollocks, you just, you know, you're too bad to stay up, if anything. And that, that summed us up. Um, but you, you you're not you're not optimistic at all, are you? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, well, that's a really long question, and I you're like, no, <laughs> uh, no. It's a, it's more to do with the fact that I think some in actual facts, I think some of our performances have been quite good. I think Southampton on um, on the Sky game, I actually thought we were mm. quite decent. I thought the football we were playing was okay. It's just the problem is is that we're just not clinical enough and. In a, in a sense, I'd actually be more surprised if we were clinical. We were playing an 18-year-old up front in his first ever start for us. So, you know, naturally, the, he's not got the experience of someone else in that team who could maybe have scored in those positions. And, you know, I think some games was against like Mill, uh, not Mill, yeah, Millwall in the second half. I thought he played really well against them, but, you know, lost that pretty much in the first half and it cost us the game. Uh, Huddersfield, mistakes, and all of a sudden you go from being 2-0 up and potentially even 3-0 up with offside calls to eventually drawing the game 2-all because you've just made stupid decisions at the back. So, like, some of the football we've been playing has actually been really good, but we've got nine injuries now. We've not got full-strength team. We're not going to be our best because of that. And coming up against what is, in my opinion, um, the best team in the league, one of my best mates in Ipswich fan, I'll hate me for saying that. But um, he's, he's not your best mate now. Team. No, he's not. No. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I mean, Dave, you said before, um, and this was something that Boris um, got roasted for in the chat last night. Let's, let's not put it to ways, but everybody's entitled to an opinion, and, and that was his opinion. Uh, he thinks that it's like totally boring football we're playing at the moment. Well, not compared to last year, no, um, because last year we didn't have an end product. This year, at least, we're playing boring football but we're making that pass that gets us into goal-scoring positions. 
my only argument really is that not argument because we're winning how can you argue um but you know when you see which game was Vestergaard sort of standing on the ball is might as well sit down and have a cup of tea you know we're not actually doing a great deal um and and that's what makes it boring um and teams are starting to find us out a little bit um you know I and mean, they, they come at us with about five players and suddenly there's panic sets in but then we're only learning you know it's only what 10 i don't know how many games it is what is it 10 this, this, will, be, this will be the 11th game tomorrow 11th, yeah on oh, saturday um, sorry not, and i think I, a few weeks ago i predicted we'd win the next four up to the champ up to the break yeah um and if we win on saturday we will and, and I, mean, I think stoke is a sort of team that we could blow it against we really could um <laughs> Even though they've got eight and nine players out. I mean, you know, it's just... I mean, this is why, to be honest with you, I, I don't want to lose. Obviously, no. you know, you don't want your team to lose. But there was a little bit of me when we lost to Hall, sort of went, yes, at least it's out the way now. We've got the, yeah. you know, there's not that albatross round on it that, oh, are oh, you going to lose one? And you were just saying that, I mean, Vestergaard has made so far this season. Now, this comes from Kate tonight, not from me. So don't blend, you know, I'm only, I'm only reading it out. Vestergaard so far this season has played eight hundred and four. Uh, sorry, yeah, has played eight hundred and fourteen passes, or is attempted eight hundred and fourteen in the whole of the fifteen sixteen season. Morgan did eight hundred and eighteen, and Robert Huth did eight hundred and ten. Yeah. So you know, yes, it can be a bit boring because you start then he's playing it to one, then to another, then it's got back, and I can you know I've said that's probably why he's done so many passes, but it's leading to something, isn't it? Generally, yes. I do worry that, as I say, teams are suddenly picking us out because they know what's going to happen. So that they, and Leicester Town obviously get teams to push up, so there's space behind them, and and that's fine. But I think um, we just got to be a little bit careful and a bit cuter when there's no options. They looked. I don't know about you, Chris, but I think you know, Woot phase looks very casual at the back, as if it's like a training game. I've said this before. Um, I'm sure he doesn't see it that way, but it just doesn't give the right impression. Um, no, no, it doesn't. And like I say, I was watching Vestergaard, and um, he, he's to, 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 to explain it to you, Elliot, Vestergaard is a player that I don't know if, if you know about him. He used to play for Southampton, he was mm -hmm. part of the team that we beat 9 0, was signed by Rogers and just never played because it, he just did not fit into Rogers' style. Why are you bought him? God knows. And uh, we've been trying to get rid of him for two seasons, and suddenly he's turned into to prime Messi for us at <laughs> the back. But he's obviously being played the way that 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 he plays. But I just want to say, Elliot. I mean, I, we said this at the start. Um, I'm just finding out where 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 have I put it now? Uh, somebody's just said so. In, in a way, it you know he's quite happy that we got relegated because it's given us a chance to get rate reset. Now, you thought that when, because you went down, was it the 17-18 season? Mm, yes. And you, you thought that, that that might happen with yourself? Yeah, I did, because, it, I mean, the club needed that at the time, because if you look at sort of the what we had before, we had a really sort of established foundation that Tony Pulis set, and, uh, oh, the dog's going off. So um, <laughs> we're going to have to just keep doing this while she's going, like, mad. But That's all right. Yeah, in... um. In a sense, it's very kind of what Tony Pulis put in was a foundation for us and it was a very sort of core group of players. I mean, we played shit football, like really bad football. 
but we were very good at playing shit football. And that was a, the sort of what the foundation was there. Mark Hughes came in and sort of took that foundation, added a little bit of flair to it. But because we had such a coarse, all a solid foundation, it was okay for sort of two and a half years where we were playing some really nice football. And then as that sort of disintegrated, we then realised, oh, well, it's not, we haven't got a spine anymore. We've got no Whelan, no Walters, you know, no Phil Bardsley, who, mm. let's face it, on, on the face of it, aren't you most, no Robert Huth even, and you'll know a lot about that. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at it and, and you go, you know, we're falling apart here. We've replaced these players with so-called superstars and they're just not performing. Yeah. So, we needed the reset going into there. And then what we instead, what we did was we we hired the wrong manager um, for that rebuild in Gary Rowett. We bought the wrong players because they didn't know how to play with each other. And then we got left in a sort of £50 million financial fair play spree. And I think had it not been for our owners who sort of paid it out, we could have ended in a situation like Derby have in recent years. So Yes, that was the reset we needed. What is what you guys had? We needed a proper sort of structure in where you go. This is the manager. This is the football we're going to play. These are the players that are going to play that. And instead, we just sort of tried to build an almost all-star championship team with like Tom Ince and Benikafobi and James McLean. And you know, we kept hold of players like Jack Butler and Joe Allen. And we thought, okay, this is going to be great. And they just did not know how to play with each other. And then yeah. it just got worse and worse. You know, he Rowett gets sacked when we're in eighth. Jones comes in, we finish 16th. <laughs> Gary Basically, Rowett, ex Leicester defender, I've got to say. It doesn't sound like you're overly impressed with him, though. No, but I mean, he didn't get on side with the fans either. So it's one of those things, really. It's, um, I mean, we had, we had, I mean, the lad over there, Bojan, and uh, he was, uh, whenever he played, he looked like the best player on the pitch, was just so intelligent from the stuff he'd learned at Barcelona. Just never played him because he just didn't like him. <laughs> so I mean we're all just going like oh fuck's sake Rowett just play him please yeah. just play him yeah. he's the best player by a mile and he just wouldn't play him and then I think he came out in a comment and said something along the lines of oh well I mean you're cheering Bojan's name all game or you're not cheering Roy Delap's name and he's been on the substitutes bench and he was like yeah you're gone now so if you pick on Bojan the Stoke fans are going to get on you pretty pretty highly I think he's definitely one of those fans favourites but there was no there's no, there was no structure and there just hasn't been like really a structure since then really we've that that sounds very decisions. familiar doesn't it dave yeah i think um the probably got a stage with gary Rowett. i mean he's doing okay since doesn't he done okay yeah, managers I mean, managers come and go don't they, they well, what i'm saying is that, that almost sounds like us and rogers last season like won't pick players because he doesn't yeah. like them as did Southampton as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I think I think also as well. Your situation reminded me a lot of when you got Dean Smith. Reminded me a lot of when we hired Paul Lambert, in that we sat our manager and then went right. Who's out there? Oh, no one. Mm. And I think well, you have to make those decisions like really clearly and going right. This is exactly what we're going to do. And I don't Mark, think we really thought about it in those uh, in terms of those decisions. Mark Hughes is available now. <laughs> Would you how have him that, back? How did that go? No, no, I wouldn't have him back now. <laughs> I was going to say, Dave, I mean, you were saying, uh, and I, 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 I was going to come to this later, but seeing as, as you did say about the standard style of football we, we, we are playing, mm. and, and I did this uh, for Boris, but look, uh, 27 points, we're first. Uh, nine wins, we're first. Draws, none, we're first. Losses, one, equal first. Goals scored, 21, equal first with Ipswich. Goals conceded, 
sixth, the lowest in the league first. Goal difference, plus 16, the highest in the league. How can you not be happy with that? I didn't say I wasn't happy. I did not <laughs> say I wasn't happy. It's just my way of bringing it across. If, 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 we, if we're going to, you know... Yeah, I know. I, I, know. I, I, I Look, bore me. Bore me for the rest of my life if that is the results it's going to well, give us. Yeah, I think Leicester fans, every fan wants more, don't they? Um, you know, that's why we still celebrate the they... 70s team. Yeah, but like, they, they won nothing, but no. it was great to go down there every Saturday and watch them. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. Martin O'Neill said that when he came and there was posters of um, Jimmy Bloomfield and his team all over the stadium. He said, like, yeah. what exactly did the hell did they win? They won nothing. nothing. Um, they should have done, but they didn't. They should have done, but they but they didn't. But no. you know, look, I'm not complaining. The Chris. way we played though, saying, in the 15-16 season when we won it, yeah, 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 you yeah, can't yeah. play like that now, can you? No, no. Sadly, not. Well, can you? Can can you? I don't know. I just think that it's it's not just us. It's football. Everybody wants to play out the back, and they ain't good enough. Well, the so, Preston didn't yesterday. I don't know if you saw the game. They were actually playing it long from the goalkeeper yeah, up. Yeah. And it did them no good. No, it didn't. Because you're right. Because every time you put a long ball in, it comes back at you because there's nobody yeah. up there to win it. Yeah. You know, going back to the Brian Dean Dickoff days or whoever it was, um, you know, you had a big guy and a little guy feeding off him. There's, there's only one up front now, so Vardy's up there trying to flick it onto nobody. So that's why it doesn't work. I, I did tell you it was old, Elliot, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started yet. <laughs> Man, Man City win it, and they don't even have a striker at all. What what style yeah, of play, Elliot? The, the Stoke play? Do you play it out from the back? Um, I think well, it's kind of almost hard to tell in a sense at times, but. Yeah. <laughs> We, we seem to be sort of at a full strength team. I feel like we were almost suited to sort of maybe trying that whole playing out from the back, maybe not to the same extent as you guys, but then looking more to just go to the wide areas, really. And we seem to, I mean, since Alex Neal's come in, we seem to be doing like more of a high press kind of football and like turns to get the, in terms of get the ball back. But yeah, it's going think, to work on Saturday, I'll tell you. I mean I, I mean, I hope so. But I mean, it's just in terms of the players we have at our disposal at the moment, well, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, it wouldn't work as well as if we had those no. extra nine players involved. And I think, mm. you know, I think there's something to be said on that as to why results haven't been as they are. We, I don't think we're actually a bad footballing side. I just think we get very unlucky at times with refereeing decisions and, uh, with, you know, certain mistakes, which can... I mean, a mistake's fine because you can easily cut that out on a train on the training ground and sort that. So, and like I said, we are only a quarter of the way through the season, so there's still three quarters of the way to go. So, mm. I mean, I'm not too worried as some other Stoke fans are, but because I can see like little signs we're okay, and we've had 18 players come in. So, you know, it's going to take time in terms of when that volume of players come in to gel with one another because some some of them have come from different countries and don't know the language. Some of them have never played play with each other in terms of been in the same league, but never don't know their certain styles and everything. And it's going to take time to adapt to that. And I feel like that's what we really need in the moment is just that bit of time. But unfortunately, I think in football, you don't really get a lot of time. So now it's kind of these next sort of this month and then to December, I think it should be the time where hopefully we gel a little bit more and then start to play 
better football than the football we've been shown because we all, ultimately we have got good players. We just they're just not getting the best out of them because you know they just don't really know how to play with everyone else around them just yet. Yeah, that that day really it, it, it's a bit like us as well because obviously we've got a whole new team virtually in there. Um, we you know we got rid of who we wanted to get rid of with you know with the reset we're getting relegated. We managed to keep hold of. You know who we uh, again wanted to. Uh, we know we kept hold of Ian Acho, we kept hold of uh, Indeedy, and then you got Indeedy and Vestergaard, who were like two new players totally. God knows where they've been hiding for the last couple of seasons. But um, but it's the same with us with Cashadi. I mean, all these players have come together. We've been quite lucky because they've all gelled quite quickly, and they all seem to have sort of taken to the the way that Enzo's playing. Maybe because he is playing a continental way. Uh, but Cashadi, he's taken that bit longer, isn't he? And I think some of the fans haven't taken to him. And we know there's a talent in there because he won the golden boot and the golden ball at the yeah. at the uh, under-20 Euros. Um, so we know there's a good player in there. Uh, but it's going to take, like, like like Elliot said, it is going to take time, isn't it? It's a, it's definitely a big, big step up for him, even to the championship. You know, he's only a young lad. I mean, you've got to give him a chance to settle in. And I think you'll see... As the season goes on, once we get about 10 points clear, we'll start playing more attractive football um, and a bit quicker football. Because every team is now going to start playing it like Stoke probably will on Saturday with high press. Um, I mean, Neil's been to see a few of our games, I think. So he'll see where chances have been created. I mean, Blackburn created a few. You know, we always give chances away, don't we? So... A team's going to pick up on that with a decent manager and just pushes and pushes and take a chance. Um, it is a chance because we're so quick at countering. But, you know, we'll change our style, I'm sure, as the season goes on. Preston, uh, you played last night, uh, Elliot. And I've got to say, to say that they were top, they have been top and they were third yesterday when they came to us, I was so disappointed in them. But I think as a, as a, as a team that, We've got to get used to this because teams are going to come to us and they're going to look at Leicester and 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 this is no disrespect to Leeds and Southampton and, and Southampton, but we've come down as the team that's quite recently won the FA Cup. We've come down as the team that's won the Premier League. So we've got this huge target on our back. Everybody jokes with the Man City of the the, the, the <laughs> Championship, etc. But you know, teams are going to come. If you leave tomorrow with a point, I'm sure you'll be happy. So do you think you will come and try and play for a draw? Because that's what Preston seemed to be doing last night. Uh, I think I think we'll try and tactically do something that will get make us get the best result possible. But I don't really know what that is. I think it maybe maybe it's just like nullifying the midfield, which we seem to do pretty well against Southampton. And I think that might come into play a little bit more. And to be honest, with the Southampton one, we could have even it probably was fair that we should have got a draw from that as well because. Free kit that got awarded shouldn't have been awarded. Mm. They probably should have got a man sent off. Uh, I don't want to blame the ref, but I am blaming him. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's one of the, it's just one of those things that just very unlucky for us. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, just with a bit more luck that goes our way, really, because I think luck's a massive factor, and I think it's very sort of you know looked down upon. Oh, we just need a bit of luck, and it's you know it, 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 it's true for us, I think, because we've just not really had that in these past games and you know you look at results like Millwall and it's like we played Millwall off the park in that mm. second half and surely we should have done something but then like I said if you don't take your chances then you're just not gonna 
progress and that's just yeah. our problem at the moment well if you remember it was very similar with brighton their first league season back in the well back in the, in the premier league they were brilliant but just just didn't score and they could have got relegated that year and then you know went on to do what they've done but uh you're right it's not it's not about how many chances you have it's whether you put them away and i think you're i mean you've had some a lot of shots haven't you but not, yeah. over, not that many on target or mm. well, Tyrese um, Campbell's a perfect example of that I think he's had the most shots this season without scoring yeah so it, 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 but it, I mean to be fair like you can look at that as a stat and then you can go that's not great but then you can also look at that and go okay well at least we're getting in the right areas to yeah yeah Maya is one of our strikers we've bought for like four million pound which is a big a bigger investment in the championship compared to the Premier League but like if he's out and he's maybe he's in that position, it could be a different story. So you don't really, you don't really know. You just got to see what happens, really. But then Vidigal's out as well. He's been our top goal scorer with four from the wing, and yeah, just to sort of getting them into the right places, just not to the right players at the moment. We know all, again. We know all about injuries, don't we? We used to have our old shipman as our club doctor, I think, <laughs> last couple oh. of seasons. Uh, but you said about the ref there, and apparently the referee for the weekend game was going to be the guy who was on um, VAR for the Liverpool Spurs game. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He, I think it was. I think it was either. It was either the Preston game or it's the Stoke game. It was one of the two, and he's been taken off. And I know what you're saying about blaming the ref, and I have to sit in. I do the watch-alongs every week, and I'm sat here, and I start to have a go, referee, come on, that wasn't a foul. And I'm thinking, no, bear with it, because we haven't got VAR. And I tell you what, I, I, I had a Burnley, got made to the Burnley fan, Dan, and when he came down last season, he said the same. It was brilliant not having VAR and yeah. just having the ref's decision. Uh, I must say, Dave, Dave's my boss on the, because um, we do a radio uh, show, and Dave's my boss on that. Then, if you had any complaints, because I played, I played um, Robin Thick blurred lines for all Liverpool fans. I don't know how that went down, <laughs> whether you got any complaints or not. But uh, I, I shouldn't ask, should I? As it was, as it was against Liverpool, no, no complaints. <laughs> you ignored yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? When it's you know, when it's Liverpool, they're going to want to replay it and all this to come out oh, with all these. Yeah. Sheffield United, Arsenal, things and nonsense mm. like that. Yeah, when we played at Anfield, I think the the escape season, uh, Wes Morgan was lying on the ground. They kicked the ball against his head and got a penalty. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it was at the cop end, and and you know I think they got, uh, I think they got two penalties at time, didn't they? Or at least they got the one. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. They've got a linesman there, which was right next to him. They've got the referee staring at it, and they give a penalty. You know, yeah. I mean, and they get so many, and it was always the thing, wasn't it? You go up the cop end, you, you fall over, you get a penalty if you're in red. So yeah. they've got nothing to complain about at all. Teams like no, us, you, Stoke and Leicester go up there, and they don't get the rub of the green, and that's no. always been like that. No, exactly. I mean, there's one. I mean, there's one time. There's sometimes we played against Liverpool, and like I remember one time, Marco Anatovic was offside. For the uh, we was League Cup semi final, I'm pretty sure. But he scored and he was offside, so it made it 1 1. And then we go into extra time and penalties, lose on penalties. But I can't help but thinking that had that with that gone in our favour, there would have been a massive sort of complaints about how Stoke cheated to get into their get to the semi final when 
they do it they, they just don't know they do it all the time so yeah. except it's a very sort of big six arrogance thing i think that they just expect these decisions to yeah, go oh for. definitely definitely mm. but i've got to ask um alex neil there your manager um happy with him all right i suppose i think it's different to the other managers we've had we seem to have I think since John Coates, who's Peter's son, has kind of become co-chairman, I think he's tried to sort of pass the reins on to him. And we've just been making really bad decisions. Like Paul Lambert was the first one he appointed. Shocking decision. Gary Rowett, not the right manager. Nathan Jones, abysmal. Michael O'Neill sort of steadied the ship a little bit, but I think that was more his dad's input than his. And then Alex Neal's come in. And to be honest with you, it's at first I thought he's not great, but then I also thought he's got a terrible squad to deal with that would have gone down, I think, had Michael O'Neill still been there. And then like it was like it was a mess. Like in terms of like the recruitment, there was just the wrong players coming in, like Aidan Flint, who's he was our marquee signing for a defender, and now he's at Mansfield Town. So you know, no disrespect to Mansfield Town, but they're certainly not to the level that a club like Stoke should be. And then like now he's even if it doesn't work out for him, I kind of respect him a little bit more than the other managers because he's gone right. I'm going to take the whole thing. There's a cancer in the club. I'm going to rip that cancer out. And then we're going to basically do this my way, complete reset. And even if it doesn't work, I'll respect him just for that because he's the only manager who's gone. We'll do a whole reset on the entire club from recruitment to um, like, like director of football to, you know, the way that the coach to some of the coaches, like there's no coach left from the previous manager now. Like it's all his own stuff, complete clear out, and I think that's almost helped us because now it's now it's now an Alex Neil team really because it's yeah. new players and it was, like I said, eighteen new players as well, new that new coaching stuff. So I respect him a lot for that, and even like I said, even if it doesn't work out, I respect him because it's like I said, it's what the club needs to go into that next direction. So the new new manager, if he does get sat, then then go, oh well, that's actually what we need if we're gonna go any further complete reset so yeah in terms of that was that the uh was that the luton and uh swalsh southampton manager uh nathan jones yeah was a luton and southampton yeah yeah i'm just looking here i mean even going back to tony pullis um uh 333 games you had him for they seem to be getting an average of sort of 36 35 percent um your managers and but look we had the same problem didn't we with with, with rogers started off well uh and then it all went wrong and i've got to say i'm eating humble pie here because when we signed enzo uh dave i was excited but i wasn't confident because of his experience he's new to this division etc etc i wanted the ipswich town guy or even the blackburn rovers guy they were my first two choices but about eating all the pies i'm eating all the humble pie with, with everything that enzo's doing we we've uh we look like we've got it right this time well we do but it's early days isn't it you always remember it's early days and teams are already trying to um psychologically screw us by saying we're a premiership side in a championship you know <laughs> that if the players suddenly start thinking that then we're done yeah. um he's got serious trouble trying to keep their heads on i mean i'm sure um as a professional they shouldn't but you know what it's like with players they, they, they get a bit above the station and suddenly they're doing a, a james madison or you know um telemans and swanning around and not putting the work in and then we lose at home um then you know we lose another one so he's got a job to do that 
Um, so the style of football, I suppose, is irrelevant. If other managers are trying to get at us that way, then mm. you know we've got to be careful. But yeah, so far so good. Um, I was interested talking about Alex Neal because um, he he gave up a pretty decent job, didn't he, to come to Stoke? And I was surprised at the time. I thought, well, why? Um, so we obviously, you know, had a massive plan about what he wanted to do and mould it into his club almost. Yeah, and I think um, that's the perfect club to do that because yeah, complete like we've seen this season, complete reset. And I think yeah. there's some things at Sunderland. I think there was things more kind of board decisions where he just didn't. Like, I don't think he really likes the board signing players. I think he likes, right. you know. You know doing it in the structural way from like sort of head of recruitment to director of football to manager rather than almost the owner signing someone. I think Sunderland did that a little bit with their players. And he I was think, completely, yeah. Completely against it and didn't like it. So yeah. I think he did that and then realised there was a job at, job at Stoke where that was kind of all in, all in his own hands and he could roll it with it how he perceived to roll with it. And yeah. I think, yeah, there's some things in the press with Alex Neal. I think he says certain things that is not actually what he means, but it's more of a message to somebody else. So there's one of them was when, actually, funny enough, when we sold Harry Souter to um, Leicester, I think he said something like, oh, well, there's, there's, it's not very likely that Harry's going to be sold now. And I think that was more of a thing to Leicester to say, if you want him, then up your offer. And yeah. then you went from 10 to 15. So I think there's... That, yeah, that went well. Can we have him back? He's great. Yeah, you, you can have him back, yeah. <laughs> it's but funny, isn't it? We sold Harry Maguire for 80 well, million. Well, he was brilliant now, for us. <laughs> now, he's a, now he's a Premier League player. It's about 30 million, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pay us a little bit more. Thing is, though, um, talking about, and I was going to talk about Harry Suter, so we might as well go there now. Um, are you surprised that he hasn't been included as much this yeah. season? I mean, he came... Uh, it was a it was a, a, a Brendan Rodgers signing. He looked absolutely brilliant. He reminded me very much of the style of Harry Maguire. Uh, he came in, did all right, I thought. And then there was coming out the rumours that he was tired after a trip to Australia for, for the team. Um, he was dropped by Rodgers. Then Dean Smith came in and he didn't pick him. And now Enzo hasn't picked him, but I think that's more of a style thing. But he played the other day against... Um, Liverpool because of injuries and what have you, and he was absolutely brilliant. You know, he was as good as anybody else on the pitch for us. Are you surprised the fact that we're not using him? Yes, a hundred percent. I thought you build your whole defence around him in the championship. I'll be completely honest, but I think he's um, yeah, maybe assist, maybe a system thing. But I mean, if Vestergaard's in there, and I can't see any reason why Harry can't be. He's big size. He's good. He's good with his feet. So I don't see why there's almost a problem there, but it could be one of those things where a manager has favourites and he's sort of favouring Vestergaard as well. But yeah, I, th a, I think Harry's brilliant. There's a lot of opposition there for him. I mean, he's got Connor Cody who's fit now. Um, Woot Face is pretty decent on his day. Um, he They like to play the ball out, which I don't know whether that suitor would be able to do that. I, from what I saw of him last year, he was very much a a proper defender, you know. Yeah, he can he can play the ball out from the back. Yeah, yeah. Didn't He's, see a lot of that. Didn't see. Yeah, a lot well, of Michael O'Neill tried to put his implement on the team uh, when he sort of got a few of his own players in, and his style was very much three across the back, and we'll try right. and play out from the back. And 
I mean, it didn't. I mean, it didn't work to the level that you you guys are doing it. But there's certainly elements of it where it was working. I think his passing accuracy is brilliant in terms of going from one end of the field to the other. His ping is fantastic, and then you know everything else. He, he's shown that he can play off the back with Stoke as well. So I don't really sort of. I'm struggling to see why there's a problem there because I feel like mm. he's good. He's certainly good enough, and we all know that. But I just yeah, it's just a bit weird to me. I don't know why you'd. He was supposed to play like that Rangers. Uh, I think his brother plays for Glasgow Rangers as well. Um, and that, that kind of fell through at the last minute for whatever reason. I mean, everybody, including myself, you know, we, we always say, like, oh, there's so many games to play in this division. Yeah, and there is. We're out of the Caribou Cup now anyway. Thank God. <laughs> it's all right if we win it, but I don't want to be in it. I'd sooner get, get promotion. But Vestergaard has, has come from absolutely nowhere. You know, he was on his way out. He would have his wife hadn't been having a baby. I think he would have moved in in January. Uh, but suddenly he's he's a born again player. God knows where this guy's been hiding, but he suits Enzo's style. But the problem is, like you say, you know, we've got James Justin who can play in those two roles. Faze who's doing that. We've got uh, Cody who's just fit and coming back. As they Vestergaard, we we do seem to have a plethora, don't we, Dave, of players yeah. that are in that position. Even Hamza Chowdhury, I mean, he's played yeah. in the centre of the back three or four for many times. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think he's got to wait his time and and do what he's doing, and and when he gets his chance, he'll get his chance. I don't think Enzo has favourites as such. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, I, I think what he's doing is just picking each team individually. I mean, we've had a lot of changes, haven't we, in every game. We're not really playing settled sides, and that's the beauty of it, that it seems like about 16, 17 of the squad all know what they're doing, and they can all step in. It's and true, we're going to need we... that. We're going to need that in January. Oh, time. definitely. Because, although, having said that, I think we're only, lose, we're only actually losing about three players to us. Oh, yeah. I thought so it was more than that. that. Everybody okay. seems to say, oh, we're going to lose all these players in January, but a lot of the teams haven't qualified, so we're, we're quite lucky on that. Oh, OK, well, but, that's good. Elliot, you've been down in this division a while, and I don't mean that uh, sarcastically, but, you know, we're, we're saying there's all these games coming and we're going to have to sort of swap players and change that. Vardy can't play week in, week out, twice a week, etc. Uh, but what Enzo seems to be doing is, rather than saying, right, these are going to be my players that play at the weekend, and then this is the team I'll play midweek, 
He seems to be playing the weekend team, take them off with sort of 20 minutes to go, and, and then start the next game with the players that finish that one and swap it around and rotate in that way. But I'm guessing, because you've got so many injuries at the moment, that, that's proving quite a problem for you, for, for Stoke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're trying that whole midweek thing and weekend thing. I think that's a bit alien to me, I'll be honest. But I think certainly, I think Neil wanted that whole, you want two players for each position. But he also said something at the start of the season, which was you need to win games in different ways. So I feel like we've almost sort of bought players of the same position, but they're different types of players. So like Daniel Johnson, for instance, is a very sort of hardworking midfielder and kind of plays that sort of typical championship way. And Bajan Ho, who's recently come from South Korea, is a very different footballer in that he's so much more technical than him. So I feel like there's certain players that I think can break teams down. So I think there's something in that, but it may be more to do with who you're playing rather than when you're playing, I think, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So if you're playing against sort of like a, a low block side, I feel like you maybe need more of your sort of technical players to break that down. But then if you're playing more in a sort of way that you can that you could expose a team really easily, then maybe you're high counter-attacking players. And that's where you... I mean, I don't know how quick he is now, but he was frighteningly quick in that Premier League season. But then you can release Vardy and you can release your other quick players to then sort of expose them. So I think there's different ways of actually trying to win, which I think Alex Neal said. But then in terms of you're asking me for like championship stuff, since we've been in the championship, we are a blueprint of what not to do when you come down to the championship, really. So I think I'm not really the best person to ask, to be honest. But you had, and I'm just looking here, uh, and I was surprised... From 2008-9 to 17-18, you were a mainstay in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. uh, I think that was our biggest thing, really, was that the... I uh, think Elliot's argument was they were playing boring football. Uh, No, no, but it was good. It was good for that. It was good for what we needed at that time. From that, uh, when we first got promoted, we were not a Premier League football club in terms of the level of players we had. I think the only one who could possibly say he was a Premier League player was Ricardo Fuller at that time because of just how technical he was. But yeah. we played, like I said, we played shit football, but we were very good at doing that. We had the Delap throws, which added an extra set piece to us. And, you know, Pulis did some sort of research that found out that almost 70% of goals come from set pieces. Okay, so we'll add a throw-in onto that. So we have corners, free kicks and throw-ins that we can score from. And then we scored more goals than a lot of people. And if we tried to play like Arsenal, we wouldn't do very well because, you know, they, yeah. they'll just beat us at our own. They'll just beat us at their own game. So then we stayed in there for four years, which is what you need to do. And then you can try and attract players of like other Premier League teams because you then are a mainstay in the Premier League. So then after that, we got players like Peter Crouch and Bojan, Arnautovic, Afalai, uh, Shakiri, even. And then yeah. that's when we became an established Premier League side. From playing boring football, we then moved on from that because the boring football kept us in the league, which is what we needed to do at that time. Yeah, because you had three seasons just looking here, and it, you were you were ninth, ninth, and ninth. So you weren't you weren't a bad Premier League team, were you? No, we weren't. But then, like I said, with that structure with Hughes, it's we needed to move on from Mark Hughes. I think he finished thirteenth, and then we got relegated the previous year. And I think we showed too much loyalty to him, and you could just tell that it was just falling apart a little bit. And then, as soon as we sold players like Whelan and Walters, it was almost curtains from then. Really, he wasn't he, a good manager, Hughes, was he? Really, and he hasn't been. Not really. He was a good manager with a structure, I would say, but that was yeah. more Pulis's work than Hughes's work. Yeah. And then, like I said, added flair to it and it worked. And then <clears> building a team himself, like maybe Alex Neal's doing, I don't think he could do it because no. he would need to build his own structure. We and had Peter Taylor doing that. 
Peter Taylor took over from uh, Martin O'Neill, and it was a he had a year where he was um, feeding off O'Neill's team, and then the second year was just disaster. Don't you be knocking the great Peter Taylor. You'll yeah. you'll be you'll be starting on Junior Lewis next, and I'm not having it. Uh, <laughs> His love child. <laughs> the love child. You mentioned, um, and, and and I thought it was. Uh, well, I want to bring it back up again, uh, Elliot. Um, you were the team that sent us down to the third tier for the only time in our history no, with, a, no. with a nil-nil draw. Um, but I think we've actually got to say thank you because we had, like you said, we'd had so many years previous to that in the championship where we were bobbering along at the bottom. We were like bottom feeders and we just managed to sort of stay up with a few games to go or whatever. We're, we're going absolutely nowhere. Ollie um, Holloway came in, and in fairness, well, we say he wasn't a bad manager because he left us, went to Blackpool, and got them promoted. So he had something about him. Uh, but the funny thing is that you got us relegated. Southampton stayed up at our expense. They sacked their manager, who was Nigel Pearson. We signed him, and the rest, as they say, is history. So, in a way, sort of thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, the teams have gone in. Um, different directions if you like do you look at Leicester and think we could do that with the right structure in place I think everyone looks at Leicester and thinks god I'd love my club to do that in terms of the Premier League and everything I think that's almost first clubs like Stoke it's almost every football fan's dream really but mm -hmm. if it is it the reality maybe not I think you're the only one who's lived that fairy tale but I think with yeah with the right structure in place I feel like we could definitely sort of get to where you guys are now. I've always looked at, even before you won the Premier League, I've always thought Leicester and Stoke have been like fairly similar sized mm. clubs in terms of we're very good. I mean, that 70s period sums up Stoke pretty well, to be honest. I mean, we did win something in the League Cup, but, you know, very good and didn't win anything. It's kind of like that with us, really. So we've had sort of similar moments in our history. So, Mm. Yeah, hopefully we get to do what you guys have done, but I, I very much doubt it. And do you remember that season, Dave, when we went down? God, yeah. My um, these top is it Tops Tiles sponsored us, and it yes, peeled, they peeled, peeled off the front that Sunday. It was horrendous. <laughs> Probably because it said Tops on it, and we were bottom. Ah, uh, <laughs> bottoms tiles. That's when you were, went up to the Premier, isn't it, Elliot? That yeah, same, yeah, same, same year. Yeah, because yeah. that was a decent draw, nil nil. And I think we hit the bar, if I remember rightly, and it, it was, you know, we could have snatched it, but it was all too late by then, anyway. Um, I mean, the home draw, the home defeat against Sheffield Wednesday when um, we missed a penalty and, you know, Matty Fryer was not playing and uh, all sorts of nonsense, you know. I don't agree with you about the manager. I thought he was absolutely hopeless. Nice guy. But absolutely hopeless. <laughs> but he was one of the England manager. Am I reading that wrong? Or? No, no, Peter Taylor was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm talking about uh, Ollie. All right. Um, okay. Don't See, don't you be knocking my I, my my son was mascot when Leicester played Burnley yeah. that season. He was manager, and I went to collect my son after the game, and he was walking up the tunnel with uh, or the entrance tunnel with uh, with Ian Holloway. Uh, and, Ian, and we'd drawn 1-1, one, one, but they'd scored both goals. That's how bad we were. And Ian Holloway so I said, oh, it was a tale of two halves, wasn't it? And I felt like saying, yeah, they were both fucking awful. <laughs> what are we on about? Uh, but look, that, that's the seasons at the moment, Elliot. As you can see, the difference there. Um, played uh, your 18th, uh, minus four goal difference. 
And I'm just looking your your um, uh, figures here. Let me just get them up. Where are we? Um, table. Um, Stoke. Um, and it is early days. You've scored eleven, but you've conceded fifteen. Is 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 the defense? Is that a major problem for you? Your defense? Yeah, the defense still looks shaky. It always does. It always has. Really, I think that's kind of been our Achilles' heel. It's uh, it's just stupid mistakes. I mean, if you look back at one of the the goals we conceded against Huddersfield, it's almost Sunday League defending from Michael Rose, and then set pieces is another one from us. We can't seem to defend set pieces, which is if you can't defend set pieces, like I said before, that's seventy percent of goals where those come from and you can cut out just so many stupid goals from doing that and I think had we sort of taken out the set pieces we probably would have only conceded about I don't know probably even half of that maybe less than half of that from what we've conceded so yeah it's just one of those things we just don't know how to defend corners and free kicks it's just it's frustrating me so much but like I said it's something that you can work on in trainings which is Kind of, at least we're not. At least we're not conceding just because of how bad we are. It's more just because of the mistakes, which is kind of encouraging, almost really. But yeah. like I said, still a quarter of the way through the season, still got the rest of it to go. And I feel I don't feel like we'll be a bad side this year. I feel like we'll be probably have our. I mean, it's early doors, me saying this, but probably have our best season in the championship since we've been down. But that's really not anything to shout about because our best is probably 14th. So, <laughs> you know, I think we'll finish above 14th is what I'm saying. Well, Scott's asking there uh, to the Stoke City supporter, what's your average goals conceded this season? Um, so I, I guess um, 15, about, about two a game, would you say? Yeah, yeah I'd say about that, yeah. I'd say about yeah. two a game. Yeah, yeah. probably right. So, are you are you generally? I mean, at the moment, I'm just looking at the table, and I said, like you just say, it is early days, and I know I'm of an age as is Dave when I can remember you didn't used to publish a table for the first ten games uh, because it was, there was no point to it. But are you generally? I mean, in this, in the past, have you have you had slow starts to the season? Mm, we've we've more or less. Uh, I think sometimes we have almost. Well, I think not really slow starts, but if we're going back, I think Gary Rowett was just consistently shit. And then I think in terms of Michael O'Neill, it was kind of just going to stay in afloat. And then he had a period where we looked really good at the start of the season. I thought, oh, bloody hell, we're, there's, this is the year. We're going to get into at least the playoffs. And then just mm -hmm. it just kept coming back down. It was a it was a very much a false dawn, if you like. And Alex, Alex Neal's this season beat Rotherham 4-1 first day. And I thought, OK, we're back. This is it. And then just... You know, so I think we, I think as Stoke fans, we kind of get ahead of ourselves, but I think we only do that because we've had such consistency in finishing in these really below par positions where a club like Stoke should be, and any bit of like brilliance is celebrated, which is great. But then we do kind of get ahead of ourselves as well. So I think we start off pretty well sometimes and then just come back down. So I'd rather. I mean, particularly under Mark Hughes, when we were finishing ninth in those three years, we had terrible starts. And after Christmas, we'd come flying out of the blocks and we'd do really well to the point where one year we nearly qualified for Europe in seventh and then we just kind of missed out in ninth. So it's, yeah, it's just one of those things, really. But we seem the best, the best that Stoke do is always kind of a slow start and then quick out the blocks rather than a, a fast start. And then we just kind of limp over the finish line. I mean, I think, Dave, a win at the weekend for ourselves would give us the, the record for the best ever start by any team in the in, in the uh, yeah. second tier ever. Um, 
which is a bit of an added incentive, I guess. Um, but, I think but, Neil Warnock's team, wasn't it? It'd be nice to shove one up him. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> you're showing your hatred for certain <laughs> managers tonight, young David. Disappoint um, no, disappointment, Chris, with him. <laughs> but, um, I mean, again, we, we've, we've not got to get carried away, haven't we? But it'd no. be nice... I mean, the last time we went into an international break, I think it was following the Hall defeat, wasn't it? So we don't want to make that mistake again. We want to go in. And then we've got Swansea uh, City away who who aren't exactly flying on all all, uh, um, all cylinders at the moment. Um, Yeah, I'm doing an Ian Holloway here. I don't know whether you do Wordle, guys. Um, I do religiously while I'm listening to some clown on the breakfast show in the morning but uh... <laughs> now 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 you, you just remember just remember that i can do this uh, <laughs> he's referring to me by the way elliot i should say um but you know when you've done wordle you get three greens for, on your first go and then it takes you another five goes to finish it off and yeah. I, I, that, that's what worries me about it all really you know we, we get so far in and we're doing really well and then suddenly whether it's injuries or just form goes out the window soon, doesn't it? As, as much as it, it comes, it does. In. And, and um, I mean, last season, Dave, when when we were under Rogers, and I, well, you know, I think I think we went over two games without actually having a shot on target. That and was suddenly, just, yeah. I mean, suddenly was... we were playing the likes of Southampton and and, and, oh, yeah. and Norwich. We were having 14, 15 shots, not all on target, I grant you. But the last two games, Blackburn Rovers, we didn't have many. And and, and I think we were in single, single figures against Preston. And yeah. yet both, at the end, were, were, were and, and I put 2-0 to Leicester there. It should have caused me 3-0 to Leicester yeah. on that one. Um, yeah, we, we suddenly, again, it's not the amount of shots, it's what you do with it. I think that's it. I think we're more calculated. Did you see Enzo's comments about Dewsbury Hall today? Was it today or yesterday? Not in full. I saw the headline. Yeah, yeah. He, he was saying that um, he stopped running around like a, basically like a headless chicken now and he's starting to think more about his game because, you know, he's a Leicester lad. Um, mm. He was so upset about getting relegated that he's tried to do it all himself. So what they've done, they've they've shown him how it's easier just to you know be calm and relax and and just spread the ball about a bit and take your chances like he is doing, like he did yeah. last night, um, and and get into the right places. Um, and I think that's the difference. We we do not need so many shots to turn into goals, which is a big bonus for Leicester fans. Yes, yeah, big bonus. Elliot, I'm going to let you go in a second because we're going to start talking even more about Leicester, so I don't want to bore the socks off you. Uh, you've got Leicester this weekend. We've going got the international break, and then you've got Sunderland. Um, important weekend for you. Uh, so important two games for you, I mean. Important month for us, really. We've got Leeds, Borough. Wow. I mean, you looked at that start. I mean, we looked at Borough. I mean, Borough maybe not so much now because they're not done great, but we looked at that start of the wow. season and thought, oh, shit. And, yeah, so I think... It's sort of the worst. The form has kind of almost come at the worst possible time, really, to get yeah. confidence. But Borough terms, just started to hit form as well, haven't they? Well, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm not as worried about them as I was before, but no, I mean, of course not. Yeah, no. it's a very important month for us, and we need to kind of, you know, get points on the belt. I think the Sunderland game will be a good game because the the history with the manager and everything. I feel like mm. the fans will almost turn up to that one, which may give us a bit more of a boost than compared to maybe the other matches. I think. I think Leicester, I think most of the fans, I'll be honest, have just 
written it off and just said, right, you know, we're going in here. We may as well forfeit the game when we when we play. You know, it's kind of one of those because of our injuries. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I've heard that before. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, I don't think we're expecting much from you to be honest, and I'm not really either. I'll just, I'm not, I'm not going to the game actually. I'm working, but then I'll just look at the phone and go three and a left. Yep, fair enough, and then just move on with it. I don't think you get a ticket now, could you? It was sold out. I think. No, it was sold out. sold out. I couldn't go anyway, but um, which is a shame. But yeah, it's one of those that was just kind of a bit of a write-off, really, considering where yeah. you are, where we yeah, are. Right. You're just not on the. Well, you are a Premier League team, and you have that. You have those players. <laughs> you, see, you see, you see, here we—he's throwing out again, Dave. Just, <laughs> yeah, but you kept hold of your best play. You kept hold of your players in the Premier League, and then you've added to that with quality players for this level. Yeah. I feel like that's too much. See, for us I would argue stay. with that, Elliot, that we're not a Premier League team because if we were, we would be in the Premier League. Um, we. We literally have have got, I would say, about a third of the players of the team that we squad that we had when we were in um, the Premier League. I mean, we did a thing for transfer um, when we looked back at the transfer window and the amount of players we released is almost double the amount of players that we brought in mm. because we had so many players that were out of contract. And the great thing was we might have kept them had we stayed up but because we'd gone down, we sort of went, no, we're going to have this, you know, this reset and this clear out and um, got rid of them. So I, I think, like, like Dave said earlier, I think it's you guys trying to psych us out by yeah. saying we're the yeah. Premier League. No, team. not really. But I mean, you've kept hold of Vard, you've kept hold of Dewsbury Hall, you've kept hold of Indeedy. And I think those players for this level are just. But you know, Indeedy, last two quality. seasons, has been the awful. Mm. But then uh, leading in the championship, it's a little bit, you know, different. He's playing different really. positions now. He's playing up front almost, and all he was yep. was a holding defender midfielder, which was useless, really. He was the new Kante, wasn't he? When we signed, well, him. yeah, suppose. Well, so, he, yeah. he looked really good for two seasons, and then yeah. Rogers destroyed him. And the funny thing is, like when we're in the Premier League, it was indeed he holding the ball up for Vardy running off. Now it's the other way round. Vardy's <laughs> holding the ball up. Indeedy running. I'll tell you what, he's not only twinkle toes, Wilfred Indeedy, but he's actually going to do a special appearance on Strictly Come Dancing this weekend. <laughs> that, that's how good he is at the moment. Um, yeah, look, I need a prediction off you. I don't think it's going to be very, uh, very um, favourable, Elliot, but go go for it anyway. What, what, do you, what are you going to go for your score prediction? I'm going to go for a 2-0 Leicester win. I think it's just, it's kind of one of those games. I think it will be, you'll beat us fairly convincingly. I think we'll put up a fight, but I think it'll just be too good for us. So I think it, we're just not there. We're not where you guys are at the moment, if you like. But mm. yeah, I think it'll be a 2-0 Leicester win. And I think Vardy will score against us. Because for some reason, I just always think Jamie Vardy scores against Stoke. So I'll put yeah. Vardy to score and then I'll... Put, yeah, Jewsbury Hall. I think those two will do so. I think those two will score. Well, I I am going to go three nil. Uh, but don't, don't be too put off by that because the last time I went for a three nil win was against Hull. Uh, <laughs> but I I think Vestergaard will pop up and get a header. I'm waiting. My uh, my my, my favourite player at the moment, Vestergaard. I've got three nil. Dave, what what are you going to go for? Well, I was I was very nervous about the whole game um, because you, the two you and um, what's his name that was on with us, was so confident this was going to be the big one where we hit a few goals. Oh. I, I just know Leicester, so, you know, that I, I it could be a nil-one again. Um, 
he's a decent manager. He knows what I only, I only bring Dave on here to cheer me up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> happy talky talky, happy talk. I only do it because if I'm wrong, I'm happy. <laughs> I think it'll be tight. I think it could be a nil-niller. All okay. right, okay. Having said that, I I did predict to draw against Preston and, and look what happened there. So uh, well, I hope you who got knows? them wrong, but yeah. who knows? Uh, Elliot, look, mate, I obviously don't wish you much luck for, for the weekend, um, especially now that you've reminded me that um, <laughs> you sent us down that time. But thanks for that. You probably did change the course of our history. Uh, but no, for the rest of the season, um, yeah, look, I still think of Stoke as a Midlands team and I want you to to, to, yeah. to, to stay up there. Uh, give Leeds a kick in as well. And give Leeds a kick in <laughs> as well, exactly. But no, thanks so very much, mate. Good luck for the rest of the season. Again, give a quick shout out um, to where people can find you. Yeah, so um, we have, thank you very much for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed talking about my club's failings over the years. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, if you want to check us out, it's uh, the Bear Pit TV. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram, the main ones, and then yeah, like YouTube platforms and everything. So yeah, you can check us out if you really want to. And yeah, come on, Stoke. Yeah, brilliant. The link is in the description below. I can of just say, mate, you do have my sympathy because last season, that was us. <laughs> we came on, we were just so. I mean, I you did it for six years in a row. We were still <laughs> in that way, but uh, anyway. I, think you, I think you've got the right manager now. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I yeah. hope so. I mean, uh, the Bristol game was kind of when we went 2 0 down. I went, right, get him gone, get him gone. And then we came up to 3 2 and went, yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not fickle, are we? Yeah. No, no, if, you look, if you look up football fans in the dictionary, it does say fickle next to it. Fickle, I thought yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. But look, Elliot, mate, all the best at the Parse, yeah. apart from Saturday. Uh, have a good season. And no doubt we will speak to you for the return game as well. Oh, yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers thanks a lot, yeah. mate. Nice Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. Oh, Dave, come on, give me a smile, mate. Yeah. A nice guy, a nice guy. Yes, he is. Um, but, I mean, and, and I find, and I did say to him, because we were talking before you before you, before you you joined yeah. us, I said, please don't take it too personally, the fact that we're all upbeat and smiley and no, happy, no, no, no. because this time last year, we weren't. And everybody's going like, oh, you're the PSG, and or not PSG now, but, you know, the Man City of the Championship. You've you bought these plays. You've done that. Uh, but look where we were last year. No no purchases in the summer. You know, well, the manager that, that had, a, had a squad of 25 but only ever picked out of a squad of 15. You know. It, yeah. I mean, it started the home game against Brentford, didn't it? First game of the season. Oh, was, God, yes. You know, it was, yeah. oh, it's too hot for the players. He made one substitution, I think. Yes. And, and, and then you realise this is not going to be good. And even though we all said we won't go down, we can't go down, I think deep down we thought, you know, that's it. Yeah. Because Rogers could not change anything. He couldn't change his style. At Brighton, we were, you know, we scored within about two minutes, I think. He played two up front. Um, but then when it started to go wrong, he couldn't change it. Whereas other managers changed <laughs> it all the time. So, you know, it was, you could just see the writing. <laughs> On the wall, really. Yeah. Um, um, looking at the table there, seven points clear of third now, um, yeah. 11 points clear of seventh. It's, it's a walk in the park, this championship, isn't it? 
Well, you'd like to think so, but you know Leicester as well as yeah, I do. Yes, we do. We, this that's is why, why, that's why we are as we are, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we are We are old, we remember, we've been there. So I've just said, I've said again to, to Elliot before you came in, last that when we won the Premier League, I was sat next to a Spurs fan at work. And, you know, we were, both of us were like miserable all season because we knew we were, yeah. one of us was just going <laughs> to shoot ourselves in the foot. We were both convinced it was our own team, but... That looks good, doesn't it? The fact, I mean, I know yeah. I, we, we, yeah. I, I took the way earlier from what you were saying, but I, that was very much aimed at Boris because he, he was saying that yesterday. But look, you know, the, the, the most, or the best position, the most wins, the most draws, yeah. the least losses, the most goals scored, least goals conceded, biggest goal difference. That's a big I mean, one, the least goals conceded, because if we don't concede, we only need one goal. Uh, yeah. And that's always been the philosophy of top sides, isn't it? I mean, I know I heart back a lot, but then, you know, when you get old, you do. Yes, but Frank, yes. Frank O'Farrell's team that won the league um, came back up in 71. Um, they didn't concede many goals at all. They didn't score many. No. But they didn't, con well, they, well, from memory, I don't know for a fact, but from memory, we didn't concede many, but we didn't score many. But we, we won games that we shouldn't maybe have won. Um, and that's why we got promoted. Um, and and that's what Arsenal did on the Invincibles, didn't they? They yeah, won nil yeah. to the Arsenal. One nil, one nil, one nil. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I think we did towards the end of the title-winning season. We started getting one nils um, because we weren't giving goals away. We had Huth. We, we had a settle back four. Big, uh, you know, big Again, goals. We, we we started badly, but we went to the one yeah. nil, one nil, one nil. Yeah. And, you know, when when we uh, when we lost, um, not when we didn't lose, but when we nearly got relegated in the Great Escape year, mm. we we weren't conceding loads of goals. You know, not no. like that season when we, no. you know, the, the, with the Spurs and the Arsenal and the Brighton. You know, when we were losing them, it was by the odd goal. You know, well, I think but, if you remember, um, pizzas were available for when we kept a clean sheet, and that was well into the season. You know, in, in the title winning side. But yeah. you're right, under Nigel Pearson, we were just losing the odd by the odd goal and it was it was games that we should have or could have won. And and it's what uh, Elliot said, with a bit of luck. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. win it with a bit of luck. Yeah. Um, now normally well, Craig's normally on here and he normally picks his team. So this is just want to quickly run through this. This is the team that he sent through for um the game tomorrow. Uh game tomorrow on Saturday. Yeah. A Manson in goal. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I think we're all saying, and, and BBC and Sky, everybody seems to say, oh, it's four at the back. But Ricardo Temley goes midfield and leaves the three at the back. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got Justin Faze, and he's brought Vestergaard back, which is interesting. Um, maybe that's because, you know, Harry's... Uh, not Harry, Harry Suter. Um, Cody, yeah. Cody. Uh, he has been injured, and he's played literally two full games. So... He may rest him. Jewsbury Hall yeah. winks in DD, Mavadidi, um, Fatawa. He's not giving his full name up there, but it is Fatawa. Now, Fardy up front, is that a shock for you, or do you start with Ian Acho? Or what would you start? I mean, how do you think of the team? What do you think of that team? Would you have yeah, that good, team? Good. Um, Vestigard, um, yeah. Cody, as you were right, has been injured, so it might be. As we've had so many games, mm. um, you know, it, it, we've got to be so careful. But I'd definitely start with Vardy up front. Definitely. Um, I think, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, 
I think that's a pretty decent lineup. But as you say, I, I think, think it's a very strong lineup. And yeah. I think the thing with Vardy is, and we know he's not going to start every game. He's physically not going to be able. No, to. no. Um, but I remember he's got a week, he's got a week off. Night. Sorry, he's got a week or so off, hasn't he? Afterwards, yes, so. he has. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, when Inacho comes on, I mean, you know, you're right. He got he got the goal yesterday. I mean that. That one two he did. I don't know. Did you see the game at all? Yeah, yesterday? I saw. I saw yeah. the highlights. Yeah, yeah. That one two that he did with himself. I mean, it was like what the fuck? you know, pass right to left and then across out to all Brighton. I mean, I, but somebody said to me, they said, "Oh, is Vardy playing?" You've hardly mentioned him on the com, you know, on the on the commentary, mm. and mm. he was. But it was the work he was doing off the ball, and you don't. Yeah. And I realised that. And I guess I knew anyway, but when I went to watch Southampton, you see what these players do off the ball that yeah. you don't see on the TV because they're not showing you the full game. No, and that's right. I'm not mentioning Vardy, but the balls weren't being played through to him. No. What he was doing was taking, because they were playing with like seven at the back sometimes, and you know, he, was, yeah. he was dragging two or three out of position and um, and, and, and doing well. But, uh, but That's why I was moaning a lot last year, Chris, because having seen most of the, certainly most of the home games and the few away games, you could see the positioning of players and how closed in we were at the back where they were, the opposition were just putting wide men and they were getting the ball all the time and, and creating danger. And we couldn't see it. And the crowd could see it, but Rogers couldn't. Now, whether that was the modern way that you don't worry about the wings because it's too they're too far out to be dangerous, but then you know you go and get guys that are scoring from those positions against us, and you think, well, why aren't you doing something about it? Um, and that's the difference. These guys are working so much harder off the ball than yes. any of them did last year. Any of yep. them, yes, yes, uh, and that's what makes the difference. Yeah, because if you don't work hard in the championship, you'll get beat. Hmm. You know, Blackburn gave us a decent game for the scoreline. They did actually. Blackburn was, well, and, and I think Enzo's come out and said that, hasn't he? You know that uh, that was probably his his toughest game. Yeah, good um, side, Blackburn. Good side. Yeah. Just not had the run the green, but Preston. I thought Preston were very poor for me. They well, really they they're in a slump, aren't they? They. I mean, mm. we sort of got them at a good time. It was a sh- sort of a shame for them, but they they've a bit like um, <laughs> a bit like Norwich. Yeah, you know they they hit. We beat them, and they've sort of gone downhill ever since. Yes, um, yeah. So uh, there are teams that will do that, and that's what slightly worries me a little bit. You know, we, will, well, we will hit that bad form at some stage. Teams will come to um, Leicester and defend because they just yeah. want to hold on uh, yeah. to what they've got. The interesting thing is going to be, because obviously we've lost Vestergaard and we're able to bring in uh, Cody, Although, as I say, Suter, for me, had a great game against Liverpool. And I think Liverpool, yes, we lost 3-1. Their second goal was unstoppable. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that would have yeah. won any game. And the third goal was lucky because it yeah. hit the post and it, it happened. It went in, but it could have just as easily have, have come out, you know. So it wasn't a, 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 a devastating defeat. No. Um, but Winks is on a one card away from a ban. Yeah. Uh I suppose if he's going to add almost, I, I'm, I'm sure Enzo won't. It's almost a case of get a yellow card. <laughs> I mean, right. well, uh, because it's only Swansea coming up. Yeah, um, well, Swansea on a run of form as well, aren't they? But would they you, who would you think would, could replace Winks? Would you 
would it be Cassidy or would you put um, Chowdhury in? Yeah, I'd put Chowdhury in. Mm. He's shown his maturity this year already. Um, you know, and, he, and Enzo's given him the armband as well. Um, I'd definitely put him in. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt there for me. Yeah. Because he can play a holding way as well as attacking. Well, he's got he's got a new four year contract, hasn't he? So, you know, and Enzo Enzo likes him. Last question, very quickly before oh. I, I let you go. Um, best, I did ask this the other day of um, uh, of Brad. Uh, indeed, yeah, I think we need to give him a new contract. Whether he would sign it or not, I don't know. Um, but for your mind, does Vesta? I mean, Chowdhury's got a new contract. Does Vestergaard get a new contract now? Mm, let's give it another six months. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's just see what happens. Um, we, we've been too quick in the past to give new contracts out, and it's cost us dearly. Um, so I Have think we've been too quick with Chowdhury, though. I mean, he's not played as much. Well, as, uh, he was. He was has no, that's right. There was rumours he was going to go, and I think that the coming back and then the way he's started the season has actually mm. shown that he is maturing uh, and that time at Watford probably did him good and um, he wants to be at Leicester which is always a bonus isn't it and I think he's yeah. deserved it um, same with James Justin and people like that you know they've deserved it um, because um, they've they proved themselves mm. they have they have Dave it's been a pleasure sir thank you so much for coming on Catch you um, tomorrow, mate. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm. Thank you for telling me that. You know, I'm that interested on the show that you do a wordle at the same time. <laughs> it, it, it only takes me about a minute to do my wordle. Is it? Well, if it's a four-letter word and it starts with F, I can tell you <laughs> what it is. <laughs> and, uh, can I just say I do love your? Uh, was it the top five? Oh, the top you know, ten of top, everything. Top ten. I mean, good God, what is wrong with America? <laughs> I, know. I, had, I had Nate for those of you that are listening. I uh, yeah. I do the morning show on Surrey Hills Radio. Do tune in, check out the brand new website, surreyhillsradio.co.uk. Uh, it's a fantastic new website, it looks brilliant, and there's all the links are on there. And I do the morning show seven till ten. And I, at, at nine o'clock, I do the, the top 10. Well, Monday to Thursday, I do the top 10 of everything. And there are some weird, there was the museums. Um, which was the <laughs> the number one was the vibrator <laughs> museum. <laughs> I do look, I do look every morning, and I'm thinking like, oh, is Dave sat there now listening to this, going, oh my god, not another one. <laughs> I tend to have selective hearing on that one. <laughs> but hey, no, none of it's rude, but it's just very much. Very it's just much funny. Yeah, and, and actually, the Americans do take. Uh, although I don't know if you listened to it this morning with the festivals, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, the the Spain. It was Spain yeah. loved their festivals. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure about the throwing the goat out of a top floor. Uh, it's bizarre, isn't it? Really, it's only it only could happen over there in places. I know, like that. but it was an excuse to play. Uh, Baldunic and bad and big yeah, yeah, You never uh, thought you'd hear that on your morning show. I didn't, no, but I do remember it fondly when he was sitting in his rocking chair singing yes. it on the Valdunic show. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think I think I made it, I think I went for oh yeah, from the vapors to Valdunican. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not normally a, a, a thing you, you hear on a radio show. Well, I thought but, you'd yeah. go through the alphabet, actually. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Hey, it's a Big Brother special tomorrow. You'd be surprised what's coming up. Oh God. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. All the best, mate. Yeah. Um, All right, pal. Thanks. Thank nice you so to very talk much. To you again. And I'll speak to you soon. Have a good weekend. Yeah. And uh, honestly, yeah. come on the foxes. Yeah. You too, mate. Cheers. Too Take care. Bye bye. Thanks to Dave there. Um, without Eagle Piggle. Um, do check out the radio uh, station, surreyhillsradio.co.uk. It does cover worldwide with a tinternet, uh, so do check us out. Um, 7 till 10 every weekday morning, but not next week because there's no international well, an international football break. I'm having the evenings off, so I'm having the mornings off as well. Um, <laughs> is it flat? Something like that, Scott. Yeah, something like that. Um but look, thanks so very much for tuning in. If you've been listening, thank you very much for lending me your ears. I really do appreciate it. Um, and we will be back tomorrow at 9 o'clock with the Prediction League. Hopefully Steve's going to be free to come on. Brad's still away, so you're going to have me, uh, hopefully with Steve doing the Prediction League. And then quarter past two on Saturday for the Watch Along, um, which will be uh, hopefully... We will be able to um, in, enjoy that as well. And then uh, Monday night, of course, there's going to be no debate show because there's no match to debate. So we'll be having a classic match. We're speaking to Julian Watts, and he'll be talking us through the uh, Crystal Palace 1, Leicester City 2 playoff final match. You may remember that with the shin goal. That, in fact, Julian Watts set up that goal. So uh, we were basically talking through the build-up to the match and then the day itself and, and you know, going to Wembley and uh, and, and the, all the changes and, and the goalkeeper coming on and, the, say, the famous shin and what have you. Uh, but, yeah, great, uh, great uh, show. That will be Monday at 7. Looking forward to that. And next Wednesday, hopefully, we're going to have Anton from Ant's Leicester Fan Channel and he'll be coming on and we'll be looking back at the first quarter of the season. And all the best to you as well, Scott. But this has been LTID TV. Uh, I have been Chris. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, basically, here's Arnie. See you tomorrow. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.